Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast. Today's guest is Amelie. Amelie, could you please introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, sure. My name is Amelie Lamont. I am an independent writer and product designer living in... All right. So um, I always start this conversation the same way, um, even though we never know where the hell it's going to end. Um, but why is it important to cause a scene and how are you causing a scene? Yeah, I think it's important to cause a scene because I feel like we live in a society where people expect you to go along with the status quo and what's good. And quite frankly, from the perspective of a Black person and a Black woman, there's this expectation to kind of just shuck and jive <laughs> for white people, essentially. Um, so that's why it's important to cause a scene, because I'm not shucking and jiving for nobody. That's number one. And then, of course, um, in terms of what I'm doing to cause a scene, I feel like, obviously, again, not shucking and jiving, but making sure that you're giving back to the next generation. I feel like it's one thing to like be out in the streets, like doing the work that you're doing and kind of holding on to it for yourself because you're trying to get recognition or fame. But I don't care about that because the work can't be done unless you're passing on the torch. So talking to younger people about it, mentoring them, giving back to the community, uplifting people, because when all of us are uplifted, everyone wins. So that's it for me. All right. So I'm doing a happy dance over here. So you said three things that I want to address. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get to it, we get to it. One is I love how you like the good things. And I put a question mark behind that because only people in power, the people in power get to say what's good, what's fair, what's, you know, what's, and I'm just like, yeah, that's no longer acceptable anymore. Um, I wanted to, to talk about shucking and jiving because that is something that I'm, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody knows what the hell that is. <laughs> so I want to give you a little, a little, um, <laughs> Sorry. A little, no, no, no. Don't apologize. It's for it's an opportunity for white folks to learn. So shucking and jiving in my view, and you can um, Google it, but shucking and jiving in my view reminds me of when I grew up and you saw Little Rascals with Buckwheat and Stymie. Um, when you saw minstrel shows, um that's yep. that that's that hey yeah i'm happy i'm the happy little negro yay what do you want what do you want yes yes i'm always jolly it's the mammy is the mm-hmm. with the big round belly with the red, big red lips with the um big bosom that white people can just cry in when they need to um she's it's the it's that song and dance and again i, I mean but let me put it in context if it weren't for shucking and jiving, we wouldn't be yes. here. That's true. So there was a there was a time when shucking and jiving not only kept us alive, but helped us enter spaces that we weren't normally in. And it is the epitome of prioritizing white folks' feelings over our own. Correct. It is the epitome of... Um, making ourselves uncomfortable so that white people can be comfortable. And so it was survival. It was how um, you saw the f- first black 
um, entertainers, they had to do that to be in to be in white spaces. So there, there is no, this is not a, 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 a condemnation. It was a survival. Yeah. This is 2019. Yeah. Don't expect me to fucking shuck and jive anymore. <laughs> exactly. So that's what that is. Yeah. So, and the third thing that I want, I love about passing the torch. This is the reason I do this work. Mm-hmm. I do this work. Well, there are two reasons. Whiteness is ignorant about its own history and every damn thing else. So right. it is my, it is my calling. I'm going to call it a calling <laughs> as an educator um, because I have the tools, the experience, the background to help students, because that's what I consider them, students to learn the lesson by the end of the semester. There are very strict classroom management boundaries and expectations, and you see them pinned to my tweet. I mean, to my, my thing, my Twitter. Um, this is how we're going to behave. This is how I'm going to engage. And I get to choose to change that because it's not a democracy. So that's that part. The other part is I recognize that I've set my life up in a way that enables me to push the envelope where other people can't safely do so. So um, when I'm talking about pay, when I'm talking about um, speakers fees, when I'm talking about consulting fees, when I'm talking to speakers for 2020 and I'm saying that you need to consider my safety it means that you need to consider the safety of marginalized people as we continue to come into these spaces. Because there are people in our communities that don't want us there. And when we're talking about open carry states, when we're talking about all these other things, when people can just walk into most conference things, whether they have a ticket or not, I mean, you might stop them from having a ticket, but that doesn't stop a person with a ticket, not from meaning to do us harm. So um, I'm talking intensely about when I'm speaking moving forward, these are the things I need to put in place. You need to have put that in your code of conduct about no weapons will be allowed in this space. You need to put this about uh, in your code of um, whatever about physical, um, how you will handle physical and verbal abuse. You really need to put that, those things down. So I totally get you about the passing the torch because I, I want people who come behind me not to have yes, to do this work. Exactly. 100%. All right. So I've said a lot, which is normal. So I don't even know how I came across you. I don't even remember because I know I reached out to you a while ago, I think. So I don't even remember my, my, my ADHD or ADD, whatever the hell it is, does not give me the, um, the wherewithal to remember <laughs> what initially <laughs> brought this conversation, how we got here. But I'm happy we got here. And um, so just tell me about yourself, beautiful. So talk to me. Yeah. Um, actually, I remember when I reached out to you, um, I was in a Slack community that um, someone had mentioned that you had joined um, and you were causing a scene. And I was like, yes. <laughs> was so OK, so hold on. Let me go back. <laughs> but I, I had actually left okay. that community um, way before you joined because I left mm-hmm. because of the white women in the community. Okay, hold on. We're going to pause right quick because I need to make sure I'm going to put this on pause. I need to know which group this is because I've left many Slack groups because of this. But hold on just a second. All right. So I would definitely now we're back. She told me what Slack group it is. And I was there all of a month and a half. The GDI shit broke. And yep, and there was pushback in. Oh, that's my uh, friend. And then yep, the bitch, I don't yep. care. <laughs> she is causing yep. harm to black women. 
So, oh, okay. So hold on. Let me, let me go back in. Uh, I'm not sure if you were able, because this is our initial, me- oh, this was in December. Yeah. So it has been a while yeah. ago. It was almost, yeah. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure if you're um, going to be able to receive this message, but just want you to know that I really appreciate you. And thank you for speaking up and standing up um, to the black, pe- to white people, and especially white women, when they try to act if there's, we're idiots or don't know anything. Girl, yeah. my job. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Just, yeah. yeah. I actually, I had tried when I was in that community. Something went down. And then, of course, like always, whenever like you're one of the few black people, especially black women in a community, anytime you speak up, you're aggressive. You're this, you're that. I'm like, I don't even... Yeah. I didn't curse at you. Okay, so but I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. Cause I'm a, cause I need people to understand. I'm not gonna name this group. I'm not gonna name this group, but I need you to understand why the fuck this is so fucked up. Because yeah. this is an invitation-only group that's full of women, and it's um and that's transgender women, all anybody who identifies as a woman, I'm non-binary, and it's supposed to be a safe space. It is a invite-only group that's supposed to be a safe space, and this is one that this group right here is one of the reasons I don't like um, uh, yeah. Whisper Networks. This group right here, because there are people in this group yep. who fucking cause harm and they can get away with it. Or there are people in this group who know of people in the community that cause harm and they keep it right there in, within themselves. And then people who are in this group don't have the privilege to know about this information. So they're, they're, at, they're exposed to the harm that these other people they know about. Yes. Oh my God, girl, you just hit a nerve with me. Yeah, mm. I just, yeah. And it's, I've actually gotten to the point where I've noticed that like a lot of communities that specifically center women is honestly, it's just straight up code for white women. So it's, it's white feminism. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. I can't, like there was another one when I quit my job in April, they were like, you should join it. And I was like, mm, mm, okay. <laughs> and then I go and they're like, oh my God, like, I just like, my manager just like, like, how do I talk to my manager about like getting like an increase? Cause like he sneezed and I just like feel really hurt. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't. So let me just leave this Slack group for my safety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I so and for people who are going to get pissed that she mocked you so fucking what, get out your feelings. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Um, because you mock us constantly. We're mocked in media. We're mocked everywhere. So it is okay. Um, and this is an uncensored show, so <laughs> she can say whatever the hell she wants. Cause I know that voice as well. I've heard it myself yes. uh, from mm-hmm. Becky. Yes, Becky. Oh, Kim, could you please, um, that right there. I mean, that was, <laughs> so, um, that was a bit aggressive, <laughs> bitch. Let me tell you what aggressive is. I have not exactly. shown you aggressive. If you knew how long it took me to write this damn email so that we wouldn't yes. have this conversation and we still having this fucking conversation. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to say whatever the hell I want to because we're going to have this conversation yes. regardless. So there it is. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. White women, they know. I mean, it is not hidden. Yeah. I don't hide it. They are the big... Oh. <laughs> White dudes, I just kind of... I just kind of... I just kind of shake my head at because I really believe that they will be is extinct if they didn't have privilege. I really believe that privilege was was created because these motherfuckers would not be alive. They would just stumble over and fall off cliffs and and all kinds of stuff. That that so I just I just like I look at them and shake my head. But it's white women who have the power Yes. And the privilege to align with other women who we could all collectively um, 
uproot and dismantle systems of oppression, and yet they continue to prioritize whiteness over um, anything else. And that's what white, that's what white feminism is. It's, it's, it's going into these spaces and them requiring me to only focus on my gender when my race is what causes me death. I, I, I'm, I mean, I can say, unless I blocked it out, I am thankful that I'm not one of the one in three women who've been sexually assaulted. So I don't have that. Um, I haven't been sexually harassed because in the situations that I've been in, um, I can be the harasser because I know that's what we did a lot in high school as teachers. We sexually harassed each other all the fucking time. That's how we got through the bullshit, but it was jokes. I've never been in a situation where I felt endangered. I haven't um, felt endangered because I was a woman. I've been in situations I definitely felt endangered yes, because correct. I'm black. Because I feel like from the perspective of a black woman, we're not even seen as women in the first place. So, <laughs> like, I literally... Yes. We don't fit no. that mold. So we're not no. feminine enough. We're not no. skinny enough. Our hair's not... We don't... So they... Oh, girl, you just yeah. hit on something. I never even thought about it that way. That makes a whole bunch of sense. So that's why it's... That's a non-starter for us. They don't see us. They don't no. see us as women. They don't see... They, they don't... They're not attracted to us. Um, they're... They're... Yeah. So they don't see me as... Um, and I can tell you, I have, I've always had a big mouth. So I know I... I and, quote unquote, intimidate um, a lot of <laughs> yeah, <that too. laughs> men. Um, and my, my, my issue is, I, I, uh, and if you look up the definition of intimidate, yeah. I didn't do that. You just don't know how to manage your grown ass feelings. Yes. And that ain't my issue. Oh, girl, you just spoke to me. Let's talk some more about that. Yeah. I mean, a, a great example is I spoke at a conference here in New York, I want to say over the summer. And I was on the train, the subway. And there was this guy, he was actually black, but I was like sitting at the, like near the door. And this motherfucker, <laughs> he like kept elbowing me in the head because I was sitting down. So I turned around and I said, hi, excuse me, could you please stop elbowing me? And he turns around, he's go, he, go, he goes, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And I was like, well, what I'm telling you is that I'm not fine. And if you could just please stop hitting me he's like it's not on purpose so what you getting mad about and I was like if you could just please I'm just asking you to stop hitting me that's that's all I'm I know it's not I'm not on purpose I know it's an accident I'm not trying to argue with you I just don't want you to hit me that's the whole intention and exactly and so Mm -hmm. he goes he was like fuck you bitch I was like I knew I knew bitch was coming yeah okay Mm -hmm. I was like fuck you too I was like I I I'm an adult. I know how to use curse words too. Well, let's use them. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, your mom's retarded. And I was like, great. Then by proxy, if my mother's retarded, then I'm retarded. And guess what? So are you. So let's all be retarded together. Obviously that's ableist, but you know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I was just like, like, this is like preschool insult. All I want for you to do is to stop hitting me. That's it. Like, that's yeah. like, we can throw insults. But you don't can... exist as the exactly. person. You don't. And, and, and this is the shame. And, and this, this can, will probably get some pushback from people. But again, I don't give a fuck. Um, I, and I've said this. I, I, I um, it's kind of disheartening for me because as you know, I don't trust white people by default. <laughs> and I've learned really not to trust people, many people of color by default, if they're not black. And now I've really, just by my own experience, I realized that most of the relationships that I've ever had have been, have been they've been with black men, but they, I've been gaslit 
every damn release, every last one of it's been a bunch of gaslighting. So they can't, um, we're below yes, them. Correct. And so at this point, and I've said this, I only trust black women until that individual yes. black woman shows me something else. But collectively, all I trust is black women. So when you see, if people have noticed how I engaged on Twitter, change, change, changes, has changed. I no longer amp, um, come to the aid of anybody really who isn't a black woman. I just can't do it. Uh, women of color, uh, mm, no. Uh, it depends on if you're saying something that's just really ignorant and I have like some data that I can just drop and walk <laughs> away. Um, but I'm not, I'm no longer gonna, I, I learned that lesson the hard way. I learned that lesson from someone who I trusted who um, was a person of color who in turn uh, turned on me. And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, so you just did what white yep. women do. And so I, intentionally, because again, I have a strategy for all of this. I, when I'm engaging, if it's not something that I'm just trying to highlight myself when I um, comment, retweet someone, if I'm coming to aid or to assist someone, it is rare that it's something, someone other than a, a black woman. And if it's a white woman, I've done it a few, it is, it is those white women who've been in the hashtag causes in community who are doing the work that has been asked and I'm just coming in to support what they're saying. Yes. Because they exactly. have demonstrated through consistent behavior that they can be somewhat trusted. <laughs> <laughs> I love the somewhat. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, because at any moment, because they don't have my living experience and they think at any moment they can harm us. And that's something they need to grapple with. I mean, they're just like you use ableist language at any moment because I don't have that lived experience. I, I can do or say something that harms somebody who's more vulnerable to me. But I accept that. And, I'm, and, I, and I learn every time, like I was telling a friend the other day, I'm having such a hard time taking the word. I didn't realize how much I used the word crazy and insane. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, I use the word, word wild now. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Because I need mm -hmm. another word. Because I did not realize how often I use crazy and insane. And I'm like, that has to stop. Um, it's the same thing when you have told racist jokes in the past or I mean I used to think anything was funny yeah now I see that the impact of those jokes although they may be hilarious to me they cause harm to somebody else so I'm not going to tell those jokes anymore I'm no longer going to laugh at those jokes because they harm other people and so it's not about your intention it's about your impact exactly and going back to the story about the man on the train he actually waited until he got to his stop the doors open, and then he oh, grabbed me oh, yeah. he by something. the shirt and tried to pull <gasps> me out of the train and started punching me. And I was like, yeah, because you don't, I'm not a woman. I'm not a delicate flower. I'm like, I'm... You, you, you don't need protection. Yeah, I'm dark-skinned. Yeah, yeah. I'm 5'10", yes. so I look big. Yes. Like, he just yeah. figured he would yeah. wail on me. But, like, I, I, like, managed to, like, get him off of me. I, like, started fighting back a little bit. And you could see, like, the surprise on his face because I wasn't supposed to fight back. And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the hashtag called the scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, 
Lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag cause Are you out of your mind? Like, what? So, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a big part of it. Yeah. That's fucked up. Now, I, you, just, you just took this conversation a whole fucking direction I wasn't planning on. Damn, that's just sitting with me because that is so true. That is what we're seeing with our Black trans women. They're being killed by Black men. Um, and, and it's because they, because I, I say this, we all have a level of internalized white supremacy and anti-Blackness in us. And I, and I say this because I don't want to be exclusionary because I'm sure Indigenous women feel the same way. But I don't have that lived, I'm going to put a period on that, feel the same way, period. I don't have that lived experience to speak to that. So I won't try and attempt to speak to that. But I can tell you as a black woman, that's pretty fucked up with what you just said to me. And did did someone come to your aid? (laughs) No, no, not at all. Oh, but if it was Becky, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Luckily, it just, it lasted for like less than 10 seconds because I was just sitting there and I was when he like got off the train, I, there was like one person that was like, Hey, cut it out. And then he like ran off of the train. And I was like, when I told like some of my friends after, like specifically some other black women friends, like one black woman was like, did you call the police? I was like, girl, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they weren't gonna mm-hmm. like, first of all, it's a moving train. So what use would that do? And second of all, even if I did, they weren't going to help. Third of all, like there was a whole car full of people who saw exactly what happened. And quite frankly, if it had gone on longer for like maybe 20 seconds or 30 seconds, I guarantee you people would not have helped. They would have whipped out their cell phones and started recording it. Exactly. Because we're animals. So because we are less than human. <laughs> and that's not the that's not the first time that's happened to me on the train. Oh, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, it's not. Like right after the election, this was a white guy. Um, I was walking to like another car, like in between cars, which you're not supposed to do, but I was doing it. Um, So I was walking to another car and this white guy just like kicked me. And I was just shocked. And I was like, and I I didn't touch him. I was like nowhere close to him. He just like went out of his way to kick me. And I turned to him and I go, hi, did you just kick me? And he just looked shocked because what he was planning to do was kick me and have me just go, oh, just like not saying anything mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I literally mm-hmm. eye contact I was like did you just hit me and he was like uh 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 and I was like try it again try it again bitch <laughs> he just looked at me like mm-hmm. uh, uh and I was like I don't mm-hmm. know why you thought it would be a good idea, idea to kick me but like who did you I kind of want to fight you right now I'm not going to because I don't want to go to jail because that's what would happen but like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to stop right here because this is again, this is taking a turn, and I don't want to. I don't want to leave this without my white audience understanding what you just said. This is why my gender is not a priority yeah, for me. <laughs> There's a guest who I'm looking in her face who's told me two instances instances where men have assaulted her, mm-hmm. and you knew that there was nothing that the police would do about it. We're not having the yeah. same. We're not having the same. In the case of li- one of them, because they're white, the police doubly wouldn't even believe that anything had happened. And then also with mm-hmm. the black man, even if there yeah. was police, the other thing I struggled with was I was like, well, damn, like he's a black man, and there's already. I was like, I just, 
that's why we stay in abusive relationships that's why I, I tell this story about when people like um like white people call the police all the time you know you just you know just uh, i mean just call the police all the time um girl i've read a story about in new york how they're getting more rat calls yeah exactly. because gentrification yeah and you're in communities the people used to the rats. They like fuck it. What you want to? But they they keep calling folks and the people like, it, okay, it's rats. Get over it. You moved here. Yeah, exactly. But it, it speaks to, and I've said this before that we're having totally different experiences. So if I'm at a family reunion and Uncle Bob, no, I don't have Uncle Bob. That sounds too white. I have an Uncle um, Hakeem. There we go. No, George is in uh, as a family name. So I have an Uncle George, right? Okay. Uncle George gets drunk and starts acting belligerent. What the fuck are we going to do? Is it A, call the police? B, uh, 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 just look at this motherfucker like, oh my God. <laughs> or C, are we going to make Uncle George go lay his ass down somewhere until he sobers the fuck up and then somebody going to take him home? Which option do you think we... Uh, white people going to go with A. Yeah. We going to put his ass in that room. Yep. And shut him, shut, shut, if you don't shut the fuck up talking to us. <laughs> every time you, every time you, we gonna cuss his ass out. Every yep. fucking time you drink, you show your fucking ass. The hell wrong with you. But we're not gonna call the police because we know to call the police on Uncle George, Uncle George may not last. He may not make it alive out of that situation. Yeah. So we gonna deal with the trauma and the abuse of what, what the fuck Uncle George giving us. Mm-hmm. Because, like you just said, you we're thinking about the black man and, yep. and making sure he's safe. Yep. But that is so fucked up. Because now we go. Let's take this full circle. So we're talking yep. about Becky and her feelings and and the shucking and jiving that we we've, we've had to do. Um, black women having to raise uh, white babies uh, to the exclusion of their own babies being taken and sold. And 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 even today, when you see the mortality rate of our mothers and and babies. Um, and, and then we have situations where the men in our lives are abusive to us because of, again, internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness. We, I, this is not the conversation I thought I was going to have, but this is the conversation obviously we needed to have because no one has, has been on the show that talks specifically to the pain of being black women. And, and when you say, or you throw out that trope of an angry black woman, we have fucking reason to be angry. Yeah, correct. And you ought to be glad, you ought to pray to whoever you believe in on a daily basis that we have not knocked you in your goddamn throat. Correct. I agree. Your ass is on the train commuting or walking down the street and you've been assaulted twice mm-hmm. just because, just fucking because. Mm-hmm. And you want to get mad because some email you took as an, a personal attack and your feelings got hurt. <laughs> Bitch, feelings, and this is the problem. Feelings and acts and harm are not equal. No, they're, they're not. They're not. Feelings are something that you need to manage as a full-ass adult. Yes. Take your ass to therapy, do whatever yes. the fuck you want to. Harm is something else. Someone causing you harm is something that's outside of you. Exactly. Your feelings are internal. So if something happens and you, this is why that, that one group that we will not name pissed me off so much because again, someone came to me after another black, well, two black women, after I left the fucking group mm-hmm. with screenshots 
of some other shit that happened. Yeah. And was like, and it was actually a friend of, uh, let me put quotes, because now it's somebody <laughs> who I, I, I considered a friend mm-hmm. who had caused harm in the group, got our feelings hurt, and left. And I still need to have that conversation with that person um, because that's unacceptable. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it's like you're the Tasmanian devil. You go in and you kick up a whole bunch of dust and your privilege, or privilege allows you to walk away and not deal with any of this shit. Yep. So you leave dead bodies, uh, all this pain, trauma all behind you and you walk off. Yeah. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I say I am fuck civility and I am no longer responsible for your feelings. Yeah. Completely agree. I mean, I still even remember like a few years ago, I joined like some book club. It was run actually not by a white woman, but I actually call non-black people of color um, usually white adjacent because that's what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And this white adjacent woman was like, she like, she was so excited about this book club and it just, I signed up for it. And then I realized I wouldn't be able to make it to the first meeting. So I sent her an email. And I go, hey, so-and-so won't be able to make it. And when I write emails, I don't do the stereotypical woman thing, which is like lots of exclamation points and smileys. I just write sentences because that's mm-hmm. what people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the wrong thing to do because she came back with this whole email upset because I didn't tell her why I was missing it. I was like, none of your damn business. I didn't, yeah, I didn't tell you because you actually don't need to. It's not going to change the fact that I'm missing the book club. But we we ain't we ain't like this. This is a book fucking club. Why the hell I don't I don't exactly. It's like she's like you didn't tell me why you're not why you're missing it, and also your email was very cold. I was like, no no no, you felt my email mm-hmm. was cold. I just wrote mm-hmm. words. Like, mm-hmm. did I have to add smiley mm-hmm. faces in order for you to feel more congenial with me? Because I'm just telling you that I can't make it and it's so funny because i've had to retrain myself i will write an email and then i take out all that bullshit that so i'll write an email um (laughs) i apologize that i have to reschedule blah blah blah, due to da 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 da, i get it all out and then i take everything out if i have to reschedule and that's i'm done and that's it because all that other shit is not necessary that's for your comfort and it's not i'm not you don't need to know why I don't need to explain it. People counsel on me all the time. I don't get upset. It's just, okay, let's uh, let's circle back on this shit later. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> I'm very, and people call me cold. Oh, oh, well, they're like, you're just so short. And Okay. Yeah, did you, but did I communicate what you need to know? That, I didn't tell you to jump off of a cliff. So I literally just told you what I'm doing and what you need to do. I don't know why I have to hug you or kiss you in order <laughs> for the communication to go through. Like, I don't. I don't and know it's you fake like anyway. Exactly. I don't, I, I'm, I'm no longer, I cannot do, I cannot do. That's it right there. I live such an authentic, transparent life, or I try to, that I just can't do the fake stuff. I just don't have it in me anymore. Once I push the envelope and push the line, it's like, oh, I can say that. Oh, shit. They, okay. I can, oh, oh, I can say that yeah. too? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I can say, and I can do, and I can. Oh, and I'm getting paid to say, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Once that genie was out the bottle, there's no putting this back. I know I can, ne- there, uh, there is no company I could think of that I could work for at this point <laughs> because um, I just don't, I have no fucks to give. I'm going to let you know I have no fucks to give. 
Um, so I have to be an entrepreneur. I've, I've, been, I've painted myself into an entrepreneur <laughs> corner <laughs> because that's just the, that's just the nature of what that is. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I'm, and I'm saying this cause I want to, I want to kind of pause here because again, I have a mostly white audience and I really want you to take to sit with this discomfort you're feeling right now. Cause I know you're feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling like so we're talking about you. We're making fun of you. Yep. We are. Fuck you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what we do. Because as you said, as she, as my guest has said, we live very traumatic lives. Um, if you're not here to take that burden, to help me deal to, to not even deal shit. I want to, uh, um, um, to, to not even experience. If you're not here to buffer me from experiencing this trauma, I can care less about your feelings. Yeah. I can care less about your feelings. And I can tell y'all all day long, I have over 7,000 followers on Twitter. Half y'all ain't, well, not even half, not even a third, <laughs> not even an eighth, not even a 16th, not even 64th of y'all doing anything actively to help support anything that I do. So yeah. fuck you. I don't, uh, fuck you. You're not hiring me. You're not supporting um, hashtag cause the scene. You're not a sponsor. You don't engage when I get attacked online. You don't do anything. All you do is sit there like a parasite and learn from what black women are saying so you can parrot it and take response, take credit for it. Yeah. If y'all don't fucking stop taking credit for <laughs> lived experiences that y'all don't fucking have, <sighs> girl. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's funny. It's like, I won't name names, but it's kind of like, that person, I, I won't even name gender, that person who happens to be white, um, who wrote a book about, I think it's like design ethics or some, something. And somebody's people are like, oh my God, this book is like the most innovative book that was ever written on ethics and design. I was like, I, I, there's whole <laughs> black women. Uh, okay, okay. Oh my God, we have a bit more recent than that. So you have the in politics, the squad. Oh God! Oh. And now you have the re- the five rebels or whatever the fuck they call these white women uh. who sat on the sidelines until they felt safe enough to come out and say impeach. While these black women, these these women of color, have been getting attacked by the president of the United States for months, including. Um, uh, Representative Maxine Waters, yeah. they have been at the forefront saying this stuff, and now all of a sudden, everybody wants to put these five white women <laughs> on the cover of shit as if they've done something. This is why I say white whiteness is not original. All it does is steal. That's literally That's what all it, it does. And all it does is appropriate. Yeah. It takes shit. I mean, look at the music, look at the clothes, look at the asses, look at the lips, yeah. look at the hair, yeah. look at everything. Kim Kardashian is a walking, talking. Um, black appropriation uh, billboard box braids bitch if you don't <laughs> shut up that's a damn cornrows the hell wrong with you shit <laughs> cornrows if they out on the outside french braid if they on the inside don't play to play with us um, I actually never understood that as a kid I still remember when I met like one of my first white kids ever and she had the French braids. And I was like, oh, my God, I love your cornrows. And she was like, no, it's like French braids. I was like, no, that's definitely cornrows, though, because <laughs> that's what we be doing in the hood all the time. It just we do them inside and outside as yes. well, cornrows. And she's like, no, my mom says it's like French braids. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, exactly. And we never get credit for shit. 
<laughs> we we never get credit for shit. It's just like, oh, okay, that's cute. Oh, oh, oh. So asses are in now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or like, um, I was like doing some research over the summer. I found out that punk music comes from black people. And I was like, of course it does. <laughs> I'm like, duh. But like, it's just funny, like the narrative that people have around punk it's, music, like it's so white. I'm like, no, it actually literally comes from reggae and R&B and like all black music. So yeah. what we jazz, do? yeah, blues, jazz, all of it, R&B, <laughs> pop, country, all of it. That's funny. <laughs> It, 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 it is it is because they get the benefit of the doubt and it becomes they they own it once they t- that's the thing they get they get to own it yes and then when we bring it up it's like we're stealing so we yeah. now we got to bring proof what the fuck <gasps> proof how is my lived experience legitimate for you but not for me yeah <sighs> it's all very um Again, I know white people are uncomfortable, but you'll get you'll be all right. You'll be just fine. You know me. I like to make you as uncomfortable as possible. So this is right up my alley. Um, and if you're curious about my punk music comment, go look up Bad Brains. They are kind of like the people who ushered in punk music as we know it in this country and even in England. Okay, the fact that you even have to say that is just like that. It's like I know because I feel like they're gonna almost, Google it and they're gonna be, they're literally just gonna Google. Black people made a black music, a black people plus plump music. (laughs) Yeah, so I have to give them the actual origin so that they Mm -hmm. (laughs) just if you want to at me on Twitter, I can give you sources too. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about, and this is why I stopped my doctoral programs. I'm like, I'm sick of trying to prove myself to people who barely have a high school damn diploma. (laughs) Screw your ass. Mm -mm. I'm done. I am so over it. So, again, if I'm aggressive or angry, I deserve to be. Yeah. And majority of the time when you're saying it, and I'm not. I'm chilling and I'm watching something on TV while I'm Twittering. <laughs> I'm soaking right. in the tub. <laughs> I'm chilling. But you want to call me angry because your feelings got hurt. Bitch, I'm sure. black. Do you know how much it takes for us to... Yeah. You know how much we've had to endure? If we got angry and, and, and acted out every time somebody did something shitty to us, we'd definitely be... We wouldn't get anything Oh, my done. God. Girl, y'all just don't know. It's like, Lord, this is why I tell y'all that I just, I don't trust. And the reason I trust black women only, basically, and in the rare occasion, there's some other folks, is because I know you have, you've had a sim, you've had not had my experience, but you had similar experiences. Like when you said shuck, shucking and jiving, I knew exactly what the hell you was talking about. That's what I loved about Toni Morrison. If you haven't seen her documentary, um, I, it's, it's she talks about the white gaze. She was not yes. writing for the white gaze, which meant she could care less if you understood the language. She was not giving you a, a, a bibliography. She was not giving you appendix to look. She was not, this was not writing for you. She was writing for people who had this lived experience. And if you want to know about it, you was going to have to do the research on your own. She yes. was not setting it up so that you could understand what, and this is why I do this. I, when I talk about business, when I talk about everything, it's it's from a perspective of this screw the right thing to do. This is the shit you got to do if you want to be successful in, in, in your company, period. Um, but my lived experience, I'm going to give it to you how I give it to you. And if it's raw this day and if I feel that you, you, you're somebody I really want to break some shit down to. 
that is more emotional labor on me, which means I have to go into my damn trauma and pain to explain some shit to you. So that I, I don't owe you yeah. that. I don't owe you yeah. to expose my my pain and trauma to you. I don't owe you that. And the fact that you require it, mm, it is so mm, demonic to me. It's just like well, and also like especially demonic is some of them require you to talk through and to like talk about that pain and suffering and then they still don't learn anything from it but it's like they it's almost as if like black people having a conversation or engaging in anything isn't worth value unless there's like black pain of some sort I'm now ready to articulate and to publicly share my need to shift from causing the scene. Currently this work, this push for equity, for minimizing harm, and for prioritizing the most vulnerable, is collectively viewed by many as noise, bullying, troublemaking, as contrarian for controversy's sake, rather than what it is, a necessary evolution for the overall health and well-being of those who work for us, partner with us, buy from us, invest in us, and society as a whole. My focus from this day forward is to forge a path to welcoming and psychological safety in systems, institutions, and policies at scale because I will no longer put new wine into old wineskins. My team and I will be spending the next few months making the necessary changes to ensure that my new commitment to doing the proactive work of leading a movement framed by the guiding principles and seen through an anti-racist lens strategically happens with a relaunch on Juneteenth. To be kept informed of our progress, please follow me on Twitter at K-I-M-C-R-A-Y-T-O-N-1, Kim Creighton 1, and on our new Kim Creighton's Community Cafe Discord server. When I started Hashtag Cause a Scene in 2019, it was out of my frustration that no one was listening. Now that you're listening, it's time to get to work. Thank you for the years of support, and I'll meet you on the other side. Have a wonderful day. Because we're not allowed to be happy. Or, or, or a black stamp on, I mean, a white stamp on yeah. it. So if they can say, yeah, oh, I, yeah. And it's always, I had a similar, no, hell you yeah. didn't. You didn't have shit similar to this. It's, it's totally... Totally different. You had an experience. I'm not going to discount your experience, but it's not similar to exactly. this. Um, and yeah, it's, it's that it's it, it's it's reminds me of um, and I, people might get offended by this, but it reminds me of um, sadomasochism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that whole I you need to see me in pain for you to understand for for you to say, oh, that must be true because she's actually crying. Yes. Or she's actually, I'm seeing, I need to see your, you visibly in pain for me to say, oh shit, that must be true. And even with the moments when we do experience joy, at least from the white gaze, what they end up doing is taking that joy and comparing it to Black pain because they're like, oh, well, oh, you deserve to feel joy because your ancestors went through slavery. And I'm like, I- Maybe I just deserve to feel joy because I was just trying to feel some joy right now. <laughs> or, 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 or we get the, somebody put something, I'm so sorry for all the other white people. Oh, Lord. 
that's my favorite. I'm I, like, that, but you're that, white too. This is this <laughs> is not helpful. That's your people. This is, why? This is you, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. This I, statement is equivalent to what you just said, which is no yeah. better. So yeah. <laughs> Um, that that fake and, and maybe it's not fake maybe it's sincere but it, it it's it's discuss it just comes across to me as yes. disgusting and creepy um I can sympathize and I can empathize with people but I would never say if I have I'm not gonna apologize yeah, for my my not. race I'm not gonna do that I'm not I'm not gonna apologize for black women I'm not gonna apologize for black people um because again Oh, I just hit on something because the the reason you do that is because whiteness is individuals and we're groups of people. Yes. We're never individual. So, yeah, you can speak on behalf because you, the individual, can apologize for the group of white assholes. (laughs) Um, And but because we are a group of black people and you want to speak on I'm so sorry that some of us, no, you too. And this is the very reason why I say whiteness. Um, I use that term um, to juxtapose blackness um, because that, it, it, to me, it levels the playing field. If you're going to talk about white people, um, black people as, as a group, we're going to talk about white people as a group. And I don't care if you're, as you said, white adjacent. If you look white to me, you're lumped in that group. Yeah, because when white people look at someone who's white adjacent, they offer them the same opportunities and benefits that white people have. So like, it's it's kind of like, sometimes when I'm talking to non-black people of color, especially ones who are like super sensitive about POC issues, I'm like, yeah, you're a person of color, sure. But even within, like even just removing black people, what you're failing to realize is that anti-blackness is worldwide. So mm-hmm. even in your community, like say Asian people, like mm-hmm. East Asian people tend to be light, lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, East Asian Asian people as a group of people tend to have struggles, but the darker in skin color you get, the mm-hmm. worse it gets. Like it, in that's South just, America, exactly. um, in, in the Caribbean islands. Yep. Um, in anti-blackness is worldwide. And that's what I tell people all the time. Anti-blackness is a, the closer you are, to white, the more privileges you have. Um, and m- you may be hi- lower on the hierarchy, but you, so the thing is you never want, you, you, even immigrants who come here, you want to, you can be anything, but don't be like lo- those black people. That's literally what it, cause even in the, my family's from the Caribbean. So like, even like growing up, like I've had, I remember one time my mom was watching the news and I forget, you know how like just generally on the news, like I'm sure they still do it now. They'll always like go to the ghetto air quotes yes. and they'll like find like the one air quotes ignorant ghetto mm-hmm. person and like mm-hmm. do an interview with them. Yes. They can't speak air quotes proper English. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom like saw that on the 10 o'clock news and she was like, why do they talk that way? And I looked at her and I was like, mom, what did you say? She's like, black people. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> just, you know, like pointing at my skin. I'm like, that's that's us. And she's like, no, we're Jamaican. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, yep. Yep. Interesting. And I'm glad you told this story because people don't believe me. And this is what I say also, because I've had um, African um, individuals who tell me that when they come to, they migrate to the immigrant migrate. I don't think that's the right word. Immigrate. Yeah. Immigrate to the U S they're told, um, you know, don't hang around those black people. Da, 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 da. And so everybody wants to be anything yeah. but black. 
And my and I've talked about this um, and Dr. Kendi talked about this um, in the book, How Not to Be How to Be an Anti-Racist in one of the chapters that um, he talks about. It's they're going to dump they lump us all yes, together exactly. anyway. So um, you can be an immigrant. You can be from the Caribbean. You can be from a, a Latin American country. Yeah. You're dark. Sure. They don't care. Because by default, white supremacy sees us as yeah. a group. And this goes back again, full circle to women. If patriarchy sees us as a group, if you prioritize the most vulnerable who have other things, and this is another thing why white feminism is insidious, because it says only, well, it's not just white feminism, when you get into these spaces, they try to make you focus only on the things we all have the same. Because in their eye, in their uh, it, that's how we're going to get there faster. Well, that helps you if you only have the one thing. Exactly. <laughs> like, what about the other? I mean, and also, like, the one thing that we have in common isn't even all of that in common because the way I experience womanhood is completely different yes. from the way a white woman experiences Because I'm not, my womanhood is, as you already said, is not a woman. I'm not exactly. a woman. Exactly. Oh my God, it's Sojourner Truth. Ain't I a woman? You yeah. know, it's, it's, the, it's like, it, I have the parts but I'm still not considered a woman. So exactly. that still doesn't work for me. Exactly. Um, and it speaks to um, how they've appropriated intersectionality. Intersectionality mm. was not, is not meant for white women. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> go, go read the seminal work of Kimberly Crenshaw. Yes. It is not meant for white women. It's not about your, and you don't have intersectionality. So it's mm. not you and your, uh, and your, um, your whiteness and your LGBTQ. No, it's not that it's, and this is what I, when whiteness enters the room, your marginalization usually gets shut down or ignored because you come in with whiteness. And at this point, when you come in with whiteness, any marginalization, any empathy, sympathy I might have for your, for your marginalization gets erased because you come in with whiteness and you come in with privilege and you come in demanding shit. I don't think that a lot of them also realize that like, kind of going back to like all these other parts of their identity that they think is intersectionality, like I still even remember when the election happened and I had a white friend who was uh, identified as a woman at that time. And they were like, yeah, like, this is so bad. Like, you know, uh, Trump is going to like come after people like me. And I was like, girl, you're white. Like, you're going to be fine. And she's like, no, I'm trailer trash. And I grew up like in a trailer park and I grew up poor. I was like, yeah, 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 I, I get you. I hear you. But all you need to do is brush your hair and put on some good clothes and you're going to be like, no one can like, yeah, you're queer, but no one's going to look at you and go, Oh, that person's queer. They're going to see two things. They're going to see that you're a woman and they're going to see that you're white. So I just, you're going to be fine. And we actually like had a huge argument over it. Cause I kept trying to tell her, I was like, all those other identities that you're talking about, they're technically invisible. Like no one can see them. The only thing that people yes. can see yeah. immediately is skin color. So if we're going to talk about who's going to be affected worse, and I don't want to play that game, but if you want to play that game, mm -hmm. it's going to be the darker skin people slash immigrants and darker skin immigrants in this country as, as far as this election goes. And she just that. I've had this same conversation about white passing Jews. I've had the same conversation about white trans women. Um, I've had this, and this goes again, when whiteness enters the space, it demands to be centered and any other marginalization you have is ignored because for white passing Jews, to me, you're all white. I don't know the difference between, uh, 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 Irish, Italian, 
Greek, Jew, if you look white, it's in my best interest to, for my safety to lump y'all all together. Yes. Because if I spend time doing that other stuff, it might cause me harm. Yep. For white trans women, you're causing harm to black and brown trans women when you come into lesbian and non-binary spaces demanding that these women no longer talk about their cycles. Yes. They no longer talk about pregnancy, that they no longer talk because it's not the thing that you have in common. Just because you're lived, you cannot ignore somebody else's lived experience. Their lived experience does not oppress you. Yeah, it doesn't change. Their lived experience does not take away from you being a woman. You're still a woman. We're all women, but there is a different lived experience happening in terms of exactly. that womanhood. And that's okay. There's yes. nothing wrong with that. Um, but like, it's just It like, becomes a problem when you demand that the, you come in and silence yes. these women who have created spaces for themselves for safety. Yes out of being not a part of white groups anyway. So they created these spaces for safety. They've been open to all women because they recognize that you now need, you you're, have transitioned or you're transitioned um, and you need a safe space and you just shit on it, their, their, their goodwill by coming in and saying um, um, that issues about abortion and their cycles and all that, you can't discuss that. That's the same. Why would why would that's no different from me saying I go into a, as an educator because I'm special needs certified. I go in and say, OK, if you have um, autism, you can talk about that. But if you have ADHD, um, because that's just your behavior, you know, it's not visible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then I can't I'm not going to accommodate you mm-hmm. when it comes to test time. I have to make accommodations for your ADHD so that you can have success on taking the test yeah. the same as i do with like autism is a spectrum there's some people i need to make certain accommodations for uh, uh, extended time make sure they have the they're in a quiet place they might need to have headphones on other i need to treat your 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 the uh, i don't like disability yeah your lived experience we're just gonna call it a lived experience this uh, in this i have to respect your lived experience in the same way i just treat it differently yes exactly. i just approach it differently yes. Because as an educator, by the end of the year, there was a goal I had to get everybody to. We all weren't going to get there at the same place, the same pace, the same time. But we trying to, I'm trying to get everybody as close as we possibly can to that goal. Because if not, then I, then the administrators are asking me at the end of the year, I, why did that person meet this, meet this benchmark? I was going to say, I love that you said that, like, in terms of, like, someone who's a Jewish person and they're white passing, like, viewing them as white and kind of bringing it full circle back to this idea. Like if you're a black person from an African country or Caribbean country, when you come to America, you're going to be seen as black. They're, they're not going to be considering your country. And it's funny because I've, I've heard people get kind of upset about that idea. Cause they're like, no, like we can totally like just treat people based on like, you know, like who they are. And I'm like, no, 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 because it's not even an American thing. It's actually an international thing. Even it's a system thing. So it's not even on the individual level. It's a system. The system is not designed to treat us as individuals. Exactly. So even like bringing it back, like to World War II, when Japan occupied Korea um, and split Korea into two factions. Um, There is this, I remember reading this book called Pachinko about that occupation period. And 
Japanese people were so proud. They're like, oh, I can tell a Korean apart from a Japanese person when I see them. And they absolutely could not do that um, in any way, shape, or form. What they needed was a, a passport that identified that person as Korean. Yes. So that way they can fully discriminate without any, yes. without any questions about yes. that discrimination. Yes. I, I just, without make, mistakenly maligning someone. Exactly. And I just thought yes. that was so fascinating. I was like, that's... <laughs> That's wild, but okay. Fascinating. Yeah. I've had a conversation and I, I, and I'm going to get some, mm, I'm going to wade in here because <laughs> when you, because I <laughs> see the same thing with um, China and is it Taiwan? Yeah. China and Taiwan. Um, Pakistan and India. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've asked someone because it's, it was the same country and it broke off because of religious one's Muslim and one's Hindi. Um, and so this is this is or or going back to World War Two, how the after World War One they annexed uh, uh, the part of Czechoslovakia that had that they broke up during World War One and they and annexed and then that was his rationale, Hitler's rationale for oh well these are German speaking people he lost those Austria? people no not Austria it was a part of the um oh. it was part of um. Czechoslovakia, because that was the first country that he actually that the German that the Nazis actually took over. Oh, they yeah, did. They took right. the they took that one part and said, "Hey, because they're Germans," and then they just took over the rest of it. And that was when they had the first. They he they felt it was going to be easy to take over because no one pushed back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "Okay, you can take that because of diplomatic reasons or whatever." Um, and so it's 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 this. It, it is this thing. It's the same thing I see again with um, Israel and Palestine. It's 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 humanity deciding not to see the humanity in other people. Um, and 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 you can and then you have these people who want to come on Twitter and like we're all the same and that no until everybody's treated the same. What you're saying is bullshit. Yes. Until we stop maligning Muslims. Until we stop maligning people from quote-unquote shithole countries, until we stop doing that, then no, we're not having the same experience and I'm not going to have, I don't, see a co- I don't see color conversations with you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're not doing that because to do that, for me to do that makes you comfortable and it puts me in danger. And I, we're no longer doing that in 2019. I'm no longer putting my my sanity, my sanity, and I'm not using this as an ableist. I'm just, literally, I'm not putting my sanity on on in jeopardy to please privileged white people. It's just not, or wherever privilege is. Um, and that's another thing: privilege changes based on where group you're in. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. <laughs> um, d- depending on the group or the environment around, p- your pr- your proximity to privilege changes. I feel like in terms of trying to get people who don't understand privilege, which tends to mostly be white people, but also some white adjacent people. The best resource that I've used is um, the Peggy McIntosh. Yeah. Uh Packing the backpack situation. Knapsack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People just seem to get that. I'm like, why? (laughs) And the same thing with white fragility. Yeah. They get that. And so that's, that was, that's been an interesting um, dive into for me lately, particularly since I'm doing the um, How to Be an Anti-Racist mm-hmm. podcast, because mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to do books. I mean, it's the book club 
And I've decided that I will not be highlighting any white writers. Yeah. I will not be highlighting uh, whiteness um, studies um, because, again, they speak specifically to their white experience, but they wouldn't understand their white experience if they did not juxtapose it to a black experience. Yes, yes, 100%. So I'm not going to dive into it because White Fragility is a great book. It's a great thing for them. To, but you're going to do that on your own. We're going to talk to some black folks who are going to help you see the, the light of day. So the next book we're going to be reading is The History of White People mm. by uh, Nell Painter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. After we finish this, this book at the end of the year. Whoa, this has been, I am sweating. You have got me... Um, <laughs> You have really, again, I never know what I'm gonna, what's going to happen when I have my black women on, but damn, girl, you took me to places that, yeah. and again, I know some of you are going to, are upset. I know some of you are going to, you know, not follow me anymore. I don't give a fuck. Um, Ditto. Yeah, because um, this is important. This is a conversation I needed to have Yeah. Um, because I need to unpack some of this. So. Because this is what I continue to tell people. I am educating the oppressor while I'm still processing my own oppression. Yes. So this is, again, is why um, intersectionality. I'm I'm doing two jobs. I'm I'm trying to keep keep my be, and I don't want to say professional because my professional looks totally different from other people's professional because other people's professional looks like um, white folks. (laughs) So that's not what it is. I'm trying to stay in in an educator mode. Let's put it that way. While yeah. I also know that doing this, it brings up things. It brings up scars. It brings up things that I have to process. I have to step back. Um, it's the only why I, the reason why I only work four days a week. I can't do this shit every day. Oh, I love um, that you work four days a week. That's yeah. delightful. Yeah, uh, I can't do this oh. every day. Um, and I'm usually done by one o'clock because I need to. Oh, yes. I need to be done. Um, mm. I gotta. <laughs> I can't do this all day. This would just be. Um, it would be. I do not believe in um, 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 harming myself in that way. So, um, and I, again, when people think this work is for funsies, it's not. Mm -mm. I do this work because I recognize I'm good at it. I recognize Mm -hmm. it is needed. Mm -hmm. um, And I have a privilege to be able to do this work. Mm -hmm. So I'm very appreciative of being able to do this work, but this work is hard. This work is hard. So what would you like to say in your last moments here? I feel like you definitely mentioned a lot that like people will be upset and they'll be frustrated. And I also agree, like whatever, get over it. I guess for me, what my hope is, is that if you're a white person or a white adjacent individual, I would hope that you understand that you don't need a black, brown or indigenous person to educate you um, in terms of your privilege and the work that you need to do. Um, you don't also necessarily need to listen to, like, like I said, Peggy McIntosh is great, but there are plenty of Black women writers who've been writing about a lot of the things that have come to the forefront in the past year or so around diversity and inclusion who have been around for far longer than many of us have. Um, They've been writing for years and they've been ignored. So just do a Google search. Like the, the, the information is out there. You're just not doing the active work to actually dismantle some of the systems that we're talking about. And then the final thing that I would say is kind of going along with systems, that's literally what it is. So like when these conversations like this happened about white people or white supremacy or whatever, 
and you feel yourself getting in your feelings, ah, you're so self-centered. That's what you are because it's not about you as a person. It's about a system. When I find myself angry with white people, like, sure, like it might be because of a thing a, an individual did, but in, on the whole, it's because of these white supremacist systems. That's what I'm angry at. If you're upset and you think that I'm talking about you, you're self-centered because it's not about you. It's everyone who participates in it, which is myself, you, and everyone else. So it's, it's, it's not about the individual. I don't have space for the individual. It's about the system. We're all the individual does not scale. Uh, we cannot yeah. dismantle. We cannot change tech dealing with the individual. No. Um, no, and it, you, oh, yeah, you made you. Again, we could go another hour, but I just I don't <laughs> have the bandwidth for it. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel me. Girl, this conversation has exhausted me. I appreciate it, but um, good God Almighty, because again, <laughs> I just recorded something for the white gaze, and it's like it mm-hmm. feels so disgusting, but. If it didn't help me, I wouldn't be doing it. So thank you so much for this candid conversation. Yeah, thank you. <sighs> Take a breath. <laughs> and have a wonderful day. <laughs> you too. Okay. <laughs>